Today's show is brought to you by Airtable, the all-in-one collaboration platform. Modern creative teams are pulled in a thousand directions. Maintaining a functional project plan is hard. Wrangling designers and writers, copy edits and clients, all on deadline, can get messy fast. Most collaboration tools aren't made for creatives and creative projects, but Airtable is. Airtable makes it easy to organize stuff, people, ideas, anything you can imagine. That's why leading creative teams at places like Experience Design Agency Huge, Product Development Agency Planetary, and retail brand United Colors of Benetton use Airtable. It's flexible enough to adapt to your process, but powerful enough to keep everything on schedule and let creative people be creative. Visit Airtable.com glossy today to get $50 in free credits. Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. I'm your host and Glossy Managing Editor, Hilary Milnes, and with me this week is Lucy Yeomans, the Editor-in-Chief of Porter and Global Content Director of Net-A-Porter. Hi, Lucy. Hi there. So why don't you tell me a little bit about content at Net-A-Porter? You have Porter it re- recently underwent some restructuring, some changes. So why don't you just give us a little update about uh, how Net-A-Porter approaches content? I joined Netaporte about um, six years ago now, and when I arrived, uh, the very original idea of Netaporte was the magazine you can shop from, and they already had a weekly magazine that worked in a in a more sort of retail kind of content sort of type um, proposition. Um, partly with the idea of um, launching a print title, a global print title. Um, so when I joined, um, I really wanted to ensure that the weekly magazine had a much stronger editorial feel, began working with celebrities, with supermodels, um, and it was really to evolve the content commerce proposition. But really, I think it started with conversations between myself and then um, Netaporte founder Natalie Massonet and we weren't really thinking about sort of content and commerce in the way that we talk about it today. We were just thinking about the opportunity to talk to um, this new global audience. Um, for me, having worked in traditional print titles, which um, are very localized, I was so excited about the opportunity of creating an editorial brand that would be global, um, that would be consistent, that would have consistent values. Um, and that's really that was really the beginning of the editorial journey for me here at Netaporte. Right, and you mentioned that you know you weren't even thinking about it in the way that we think about content and commerce today. So, where would you say the idea of content and commerce was six years ago? Were brands doing things like like magazines? Were blogs as big as they are today? Uh, and and you mentioned consistency, which is obviously so important now. But what was the conversation like at the time? Like, what were your initial goals? I think for me, what really um, inspired me and has always inspired me as an editor is really thinking about what the woman wants. And for me, the opportunity was to create a magazine where we not only inspired and seduced, but we also satisfied, we delivered, and we helped the women on this journey. And to me, it just felt like such a modern way of doing things. Um, seeing something you can, seeing something um, and being inspired by something in a magazine and actually being able to perk 
purchase it. Um, so it was much more of a kind of instinctual, instinctual response, like meeting a customer needs. And I remember um, Natalia Vodinova was our very first cover of the edit under my um, leadership. And um, she said to me afterwards, she said, this is a magazine you've always dreamed of. It's like a sort of, it's magical. You see something, you click on it, you can have it. Um, so for me, it's just the evolution of the fashion business. Um, and that's what is exciting about being part of Net-A-Porter. We're able to we were able to link up all these different incredible teams, um, incredible talents, areas of expertise. And our purpose really is just to deliver her amazing fashion from the, from the very initial point of inspiration through to sort of opening up that delicious box and finding that amazing pair of shoes that she's, she's been dreaming about since she saw them um, on our, one of our editorial platforms. Yeah, and, and uh, it's so as a, a f- multi-brand fashion luxury commerce site, it like that obviously lends itself really seamlessly to fashion editorial because we see editorial publications that aren't connected to any sort of specific retail site. They're using affiliate links. They're driving traffic to these sites. So, do you think having it built into one ecosystem can you just describe that? that advantage and how you work the editorial teams and the merchandising teams within one business in a way that, you know, when you look at a company like like Vogue, they're obviously working with retailers and, and brands all the time, but it's not, you know, they, they don't have the same agenda in a way that, that Nota Porte and Porter do. It's really exciting. And um, there are so many opportunities, but logistically, it's really tough. I think what's essential about the way we work at Nesporte, and I think actually this is something that I think the fashion industry is, is having to do more and more, is kind of put the egos aside and work in a truly collaborative way. And the reason we can blend the content and commerce so seamlessly is because we work in this, in this incredibly joined up way. So for example, um, we, my team, my editorial team will attend the collections, you know, with the rest of the press. Our buy team will attend with the rest of the retail. But all the time we're talking, we're talking about the collections we like. We're talking about the brands we love, the pieces that have, that are really important this season. So we have this, in, you know, we have this very consistent dialogue and that allows us to, you know, to be, to be singing off the same hymn sheet, if you like. Um, we are not the way we the way we function um, with all of our digital content is that we work very closely with the buy, um, and we are of course talking about and championing all the amazing product that Netaporte curates each season. When it comes to the print magazine, we take a different approach. There, we work with a variety of stocked and non-stocked brands, um, but what's crucial is that we have a very similar point of view that we're messaging the same the same. People. Pieces. And why it works is because we all believe in the same pieces and we get to that stage through dialogue. We'll share our trend presentations. It's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a really important, um, way of working. Um, and I think it, I think it makes it authentic rather than two organizations coming together and trying to find, um, you know, at, at the very end of the process and trying to kind of make it fit together. Um, and it, it's a really good dialogue and it, it, it works both ways. Sometimes we'll, um, editorial 
will discover a brand because one of the buyers has come in and seen some amazing new collection when they were on their travels in Hong Kong or, or whichever territory they've just been in. And sometimes we'll come and say, oh my gosh, we've just seen this amazing new accessories designer. You should check them out. Um, and sometimes even when particularly this happens um, with the print, it's just actually happened a lot with our next issue, is that we were working with a stylist um, who um, found us some amazing new eco brands and um, and brands that worked were, were very into sustainability and it fit the theme of the, the project that we were working on. And then we'll we'll take the pictures to the buyers and, and we'll say, if you really, you know, this is exciting, you should have a look. And on a number of occasions, we've then actually gone and bought pieces that we've shot for editorials so it's a it's a really nice kind of push and pull kind of process but we're all we all have one you know aim which is to bring her the best and most exciting fashion Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like there's like a feedback loop. So it's not just coming from one side or the other. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. And often we'll have, I've just come from a meeting where I've just heard about a new, a couple of new capsule collections that a brand is doing. And I've just pinged an email to our buying director, explained what's happening, given, you know, this is a nice heads up. This has literally just been decided today. And so we have this kind of amazing dialogue. It was funny, actually, when we were, when I first joined, um, it was, Peter Dundas was at Pucci at the time. And um, it was the collection where he did all these incredible kimonos. And we went, my, my team and I went to the press, went to the press um, day and we looked, went through all the pieces and we loved this amazing kimono. And we heard that a lot of magazines had gone to, you know, had put it up to be shot. So it was one of those kind of big editorial hits of the season. And I remember going back to the buying team and saying, you, you've got to buy this. Everyone, there's a lot of heat around this piece. It's really exciting. You're going to see it everywhere. And they came back and said, it's a little bit, you know, the fabric's a little bit, um, a little bit stiff and um, you know and then I went back to Peter and said you know what the, the team love this but there's, a, there's maybe a few changes that need to be made and we actually remade that piece and we were the only one of the only retailers that stopped that piece and it was really exciting and obviously that's a very specific example but um, it just shows the way that you know it, just shows that that dialogue um, between the teams it has to, it has to work in that way. You can't be in separate offices or separate organizations. I, I think it, it it's really important that you're all together. Yeah, that, that's interesting because obviously exclusive uh, brand collections or pieces is, is important to net a porte as well. So it, you can kind of see how it fits into that ecosystem overall. Yeah, and I also I think it's important to stress that in the print magazine we will also work with brands we will work um you know we might we might be shooting gucci but we might not necessarily shoot the piece that netta porte's bought we have that editorial freedom what's important is that we're backing the same trends we're supporting the kind of same messaging without it being let's you know we've got to shift that specific dress or look 17 from this collection or look 32 from this collection it's more a sense in the print certainly that we are you know, we're, 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 as I say, singing off the same hymn sheet. Mm-hmm. And and speaking of that, you had Porter, the, the print magazine before and the edit, which was the online content arm, but now they're, they're one unified content approach. Is that right? Finally, yes, we have been longing to do this for a while. Um, but what was really important for us was to get it right from a technical perspective. Um, we are increasingly becoming um, mobile first. Um, I think about 50% of Netaporte's traffic is um, via mobile device. So for us, it was really important to create a new um, a new digital platform for our editorial and at the same time we wanted to unite the brands um, 
already we are one team, one editorial team. We had sort of different pockets working on different um, sections of uh, on the print and the digital. Um, but what was exciting about this was the opportunity to really further expand and grow that Porter brand. Um, the edit is a little bit of a ubiquitous title on its own. So we've renamed that the Porter Edit and then we have Porter.com. And what's really exciting about that is it's, we've introduced daily content for the first time. And what's truly groundbreaking is that that is translated into, well, three languages, four languages in total. So there's English, there's French, there's German, and there's Mandarin. Um, and I think that is a real kind of first in the business to have a team creating that content daily in, in different languages. Um, and so what's been exciting is is looking at uh, you know, we, uh, we've already talked about the ecosystem within Netaporte, but even with Port within Porter, within the editorial team, we now have this kind of amazing ecosystem. We've got the beautiful print six times a year. We've got the 52 issues of the Porter Edit, which um, there's a weekly drop of um, curated content um, around specific fashion themes. And then we have that more daily sort of content that can be more nimble, more agile. We can respond to we can respond to what's happening in the world. We can respond to what's happening in fashion. Um, and and obviously we've got a new global media voice that now has print and digital elements. So how big is the editorial team overall then? We are about 70 in total. And then we also have a translations team. The translations team sit with us. And actually what's really exciting about that is that we're always, um, they're not sitting there merely translating the copy. They're also giving us local market information. Um, it's, it's quite a nice creative process. And it's, it's really fun working with those, those different um, language teams as well. Today's sponsor is Airtable, the all-in-one collaboration platform. The creative world is constantly evolving, and to keep up, you need a tool that's flexible enough to adapt to your process, but powerful enough to keep everybody on the same page. Airtable is modern software. Its fields can handle any content you throw at them. Add attachments, long text notes, check boxes, links to records and other tables, even barcodes. Whatever you need to stay organized. That's why when the team at WeWork needed a tool to manage their entire creative process from ideation to content creation, they turned to Airtable. Airtable empowers you to do your work your way. Try it today. Just head to Airtable.com slash glossy to receive $50 in free credits. So that's a, so that's a big content operation. Uh, and, and you obviously mentioned now it's, it's daily, so the output is a lot more. And you, but so and when you say keeping up with fashion news and what, like what's happening in fashion, is it now like more of like a, a lifestyle destination online? Or how do you make sure that it stays focused the more that the more content you put out? Um, we're very clear about what our woman wants, and we've um, done extensive research into what she wants from daily content. And we really believe that, um, for, you know, from an editorial perspective, we're there to meet her needs. We're there to kind of answer her questions. So we're responding. When I say we're responding to, you know, fashion on a daily basis, we're 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 sitting there and saying, not not quite. It's raining outside. So here's some max. But we are. Are really in that we're really in step with her life and having that conversation with her more regularly. And pr prior to launching daily content, we 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 did a bit of a content audit. We um, looked at everything we were producing. Um, one of the great things about being at about Nesaporte is that we have um, access to these amazing research panels. So we had a strong customer. Um, 
insight panel and we ask them what do you love about our content what would you rather we improve etc etc and actually what they said is we just want you in our lives more we want to feel that you're there um, um, talking to us more often advising us about what to wear etc so really our balance is um, mostly fashion um, uh, probably followed by beauty and then but but topics like travel culture are incredibly important to our women and we're very proud to also introduce incredible women as one as our as one of our categories so instead of going with people or celebrities which I know a lot of um, a lot of websites have we really wanted to take um, the incredible women franchise that has been such an important part of um, the Porter print brand and make sure that that had a life online as well and it, I suppose it's really just an opportunity for us to talk to her more frequently about all the things we're excited about all the things we want to tell her about whether it's um, I don't know Gloria Steinem has a new book out this week or whether there's an amazing new Fendi bag that's just hit or and also I think it's been interesting for our um, fashion teams who've been able to actually have more of a dialogue through columns it's just it's just more opportunities to talk to our talk to our women right absolutely and, and you, so you mentioned that customer uh, data does play a role in what you decide to cover because that informs what you know about the customer how do you how do you sort of connect the dots there um it's it's interesting because we we obviously here have a tremendous amount of data and not just data, we actually have our information about what our customers love, um, particularly excited about, comes back to us in lots of different ways. Um, so we have the sales data, which is exciting because you know when something's a hit, you know when collections are hit um, in a way that you know, I certainly had no idea when I was um, editing Harper's Bazaar. I didn't, you know, I might have, you know, thought I loved this, you know, this Chloe collection, this Gucci collection. But here you actually see what is flying off the shelf. So it's incredibly exciting. You're literally watching it in real time as it's happening. Um, so that's one element of it. We also, um, we also have a very, very close relationship with our personal shopping team. And so we're hearing feedback from our customers about what they think of our product we're hearing about what they think of our editorial our storytelling our e everything that we do and it's it's an amazing amazing dialogue and I think what's exciting for me is that you're you, you are in a dialogue you you're in a position to listen um, and I think pre in my previous roles um, it was very much that sort of the publishing this is what we think we're going to put it out there um, and here I think you have your editorial vision you have your instinct your point of view but it's informed by listening to your reader and by customer care every time um, one of the print issues comes out or or a new a new weekly cover story comes out so there's just that sense that they that, that we're open for the conversation and and we love the conversation because the more we know about her the better we can serve her. Right. And, and so going off of that, just knowing where, where customer, customers are headed and where uh, like the fashion audience is going, why, um, why hang on to the print edition? Um, it's interesting. I think the print is, is really, really important because it's a really, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a place where we can really, really expand on what the brand is. Um, it's for us. In fact, when we 
when we when I came here, the original idea was to launch um, a global print magazine. But again, we put it into research. We asked people um, whether they wanted it. Um, and the response was that um, they still love print. They love the tactile quality of it. They loved the fact that it was a bigger curation. They loved a point of view. And I think point of view for me is something that's absolutely, I mean, it's essential in everything we do. But I think I think um, particularly in that print, that's one of the reasons that people come back to print when you have that strong point of view, when you have that sense that you have, you know your reader, you know what she wants, you're going out there, you're finding the very, very best things, be it, be it from a features perspective, the most interesting women in the world, the most incredible travel de destinations in the world, and you're pulling it all together, um, the most fantastic collections, you're bringing all back to her. And I think that in print, um, it's, it's, a, it's a much more luxurious experience. People spend on average about two hours reading Porter, and in it we're able to um we're able to create um a, a we're able to color in much more of her world it's not just the fashion it's not just the beauty we're adding in where she's going we're adding in the kind of woman she might be or the kind of woman that she, you know that she wants to read about um and i mean i see it a little bit um, I see it a little bit like the sort of hierarchy you might have at a fashion house where you have your couture, which is the sort of ultimate expression of the brand. Then you have your ready to wear, you have your handbags, then you have your lipsticks. But actually there's something, you know, we can go so much deeper in print. We can run a 10,000 word article. We can run, a, you know, as we're just doing in the current issue, we can run a 60 page fashion story. We can kind of go deep in print. And um, it's just a different way of interacting with her. But it's a really important place to really express what the brand values of Porter are. Right, absolutely. And and of course, you know, bringing that that reader back to Netta Porter whenever she's going to shop for for this lifestyle is important. So, you know, we hear so much when you're looking at the landscape of, of um, luxury retailers, like how do you differentiate? Content always comes up. So how do you look at content as a differentiator in, in a way that, okay, this is going to leave an impact so that when, so say she's not, she's reading the magazine, she's not ready to buy right that second, but whenever she does go to buy whatever it is, a Gucci jacket, she will go to Netta yeah, I mean, I, I think what's interesting with, particularly with the print, um, is that it, it it sets up an emotional connection, a sense that like we're on the same page. And I remember when we when we launched the print, one of the marketing titles said, "What Porter has done to Net Porter has turned it from an incredibly chic shop into a very sophisticated club where like-minded women come together." And um, I think what we're able to do through the print magazine, through the editorials, through the event series that we um, create, and we have several of them from our incredible women, we're launching incredible fashion this year. Um, we're able to engage with our reader on something other than fashion. Um, so as I say, we've launched this incredible women um, talk series we have a gala every year. We have our uh, incredible women list where we champion the kind of 50 women who've made a difference um, to our world this year. And we celebrate them and honor them. Um, and, and we have this event series. And, and it's interesting. We had an issue last year where we worked with um, Doubts and Cruise and the Elephant Crisis Fund. And we devoted our whole um, well for our summer escape issue to um, raising awareness about the plight, the plight of elephants, um, the global plight of elephants. And, um, and 
And we worked together. We created this incredible gala at Kensington Palace. But we also had a series of conservation talks to which some a lot of our top customers were invited. And I remember um, a couple of weeks after we'd had this um, talk with um, the one of the founders of Save the Elephants, actually, at the Nesporter HQ. We invited about 200, 200 readers and um, top customers to come and um, experience this. I was sitting in the front row of uh, the Dior Couture show. It was so exciting. Um, I felt so privileged to be there. It was it was an amazing evening. I just wanted to say thank you. Um, and it's so, it's so wonderful that I have these I have these experiences because I'm part of I'm part of Nesaporte. And I think what editorial can do is it can really help. Um, it can really help define the brand values um, of the company. It can add soul. It can add a reason to connect. Um, and I think that's. I think that's exciting. It's exciting for everyone involved. Right. So it's looked at as like um, a customer loyalty play. Absolutely. I think it's a customer loyalty play, but also because we're on sale on the newsstand, um, you know, alongside traditional titles, it's also a way for people to discover Net-A-Porte. Um And I think that very much happens with our digital weekly magazine as well. The, you know, the the, sto- the stories that we that we put out have um, often have a big, big global press reach um and we're always pulling people back to 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 enjoy our content to discover Nesporte if that's what they want to do um and so it's just a, it, again it's this wonderful kind of ecosystem that's kind of supporting each other and 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 i think it just makes it an interesting place to shop absolutely and uh so what do you think that this this means for traditional fashion publications when you have the ecosystem that you're talking about you have the customer data built in you have the merchandising built in you even have the power to say to uh, the designer of Pucci like oh this is the feedback we got from our customers while they were reading our content why don't you make this just for us like that type of thing is something that you know a fashion publication isn't on the levels of doing so so where do you see fashion media going from here as Porter grows um I mean, I think, you know, the the wonderful thing about the fashion titles is they have that amazing history, they have that incredible loyalty and um, brand fame um, with their readers, with um, fashion lovers around the world. Um, So I think there's a lot of directions those titles can take. Um, For me, the most important thing is to be incredibly clear about your point of view. Why are people coming to you? Um, I also think it's really important that you are, uh, you're not too into the industry and you're really listening to your women. Um, and I think, you know, when I look at titles like Gentlewomen who have, um, I'm really impressed with, you know, I, I love the, I love the title. I, you know, I, I read it religiously because I know exactly what I'm going to get. And I'm obviously often surprised too. Um, but they've got a lot of loyalty programs that they bring in and, you know, people will engage with content if it's good, if it's great quality journalism, if it's beautiful photography. I think there are, there are ways to, to do things. Well, do you think that fashion retail, the lines between fashion retail and fashion media are going to continue to blur? I think they will continue to blur. One of the things that really interested me when I joined Nesporte um, was when we did this research about whether we should, um, you know, whether we should launch a magazine. And um, and when we were when we were asking questions, we actually asked what difference they found between, you know, 
fashiontitle.com versus netaporte.com. And a lot of them didn't really see the difference. They saw it all as inspiration. So I do think that in the customer's mind, I think we as the fashion industry can sit there and say content plus commerce or content versus commerce um, as if we're trying to sort of bring these two things that shouldn't be together together. And actually in the customer's mind, if it makes her journey from inspiration to purchase and to sitting there with that amazing skirt from Calvin Klein or whatever piece it is that she, 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 she's been inspired to buy. If it makes that easier for her. I, I, I just think that's a, that's a win. And I think the fashion industry is having to examine itself so much now. Um, and everyone's thinking about how they, um, how they operate from the brands who are, you know, creating more collections and now working on so many different capsule co- collections to talk to various the different need states of their, of their customer throughout the year. We're all having to think about her. And I think this really is the age of the customer. Um, it's the age of the customer to demand what she wants. And I think that any brand, whether it's a fashion brand, a magazine brand that listens to her and gives her what she wants is going to succeed. Looking ahead, what do you see as like, what's the next natural evolution? Just to, just to wrap things up, like obviously like the role of influencers comes to mind, like the, who the source of inspiration should be and who, who gets to be that inspiration is a big, is a big topic right now. Um, how do you plan to keep Porter there at the center of it? I'm probably going to sound like a broken record by um, going back to my wonderful woman. But I think I, I just believe that as long as you're listening to her, you're going to, you're going to be fine. And that may well be bringing influences, um, you know, incorporating it, uh, incorporating other influences into your title. And certainly on the digital, that's, we work with, um, a lot of different influences to bring them into our world and, um, and allow them to have a platform on our platform. Um, and, and I think it's I think it's just being nimble, listening, responding. Um, but I do also think there is a place for authoritative curation. Um, and we live in such a busy world with so much messaging. And I think if you can sive through that, make life easier for her, make life more interesting for her, more entertaining for her, um, you're going to succeed. I think for me, it's just really, really important to keep it exciting, to keep, uh, to keep that dialogue interesting, to keep it fresh. We are working at the moment on a, this amazing project, working with an Oceans charity for our next issue. Um, it's the first opportunity we've had to to um to tackle one of these projects across all of our platforms and so we have the content element where we're talking about the charity um we have incredible shoot we have a issue a huge portfolio um dedicated to the subject um and then we have the, the ability to play that content across all of our digital platforms we've worked um we've worked with our own with our with our buy team to develop a range of exclusive trainers with a sports brand um we're also which which is incredibly exciting for me is we're also sort of i think turning having this virtual circle where we're actually going to be able to put our content into um the trainers that we're um that we're producing um so it's it's almost like this it's this incredible journey where you 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 read the content you understand about the cause you go to buy the product 
you scan the chip in the trainer with your phone and your and then suddenly there's more content that then drives you to go deeper into the subject so it's almost like creating this amazing virtual circle and that's what excites me about being at Nesporte because it just feels like every time we tackle one of these projects we can kind of you know we can kind of press different levers and it's like oh my gosh we could do this we could create a new product line to go with this story that we're doing it just feels like it's it's you know, it's a, it's a really kind of open playing field and we can, you know, and we can be as, you know, creative as possible with all these kind of different teams and um, platforms and um, opportunities to um, create these amazing projects here and event series. Right. You have those resources. You're not, you're not yeah. in the position where you have to worry about how to differentiate revenue. <laughs> um, well, great. Well, thanks so much, Lucy. I really appreciate chatting. Lovely to chat to you. Thank you. All right. You too. And thank you for listening. A special thanks to Aditi Songo, the producer of this podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. And in the meantime, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Anchor FM, and leave us any feedback you have.